Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex want you. I was going to say, to want me? No, that is uh, not a, was that Cheap Trick? I'm trying to think of who sang that song back in the day. Anyhow, Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, another half hour with Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Presenting live racing Friday and Sunday evenings out at Century Mile. Spectator access still limited by COVID restrictions, but you can watch and wager online at HBI Bet. Dot com. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. And we're available on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline as well. And we're going to go there. We're going to bring Mark Spector back in the fold. Speck, you there, my man? Do we got you? There we go. Yes, sir. Just going to, uh, you know, you were talking about the five-on-five five and they need to be better. There was a considerable difference this past year, Mark, just in terms of the five-on-five uh, five save percentage between Koskinen. And Koskinen finished, no, this is as per natural stat trick. And I ran every goaltender in the league that had more than 600 minutes five-on-five. Five. And, oh, okay, so Miko Koskinen uh, played 1,700 minutes five-on-five five and had a 924 save percentage, which would put him in the top 20 in the NHL. Yep. Okay. Uh, Mike Smith was 57th. He was at 900. So Mike had the great save percentage on the PK. Uh, Koskinen had a considerably better save percentage, five-on-five. I think we both agree the team will need to improve their five-on-five play uh, carrying forward. Now, I want to hit on something else. We're talking a bit about free agency and uh, and players choosing where to play. Uh, Today, some numbers came out with Connor Brown, who's represented by Connor McDavid's agent, Jeff Jackson. Asking for four point eight million and the Ottawa Senators asking for two point four in arbitration. Um does baseball have a better method, Mark, where the arbitrator picks one or the other? 
And as a result, there tends to be a more realistic framework uh, between the organizations. Um, as opposed to, say, hockey, where you have this wide range and the arbitrator picks somewhere in the middle. Which do you prefer? Yeah, I think I prefer baseball, where the the arbiter is, is um, tasked with choosing either the player's uh, number or the team's number. He doesn't just meet in the middle. As such, it brings in... Um, it brings in numbers from both team and player, a more realistic number from the player and uh, a more realistic number for the team. The, the numbers are generally closer together. Uh, whereas hockey, the guy, the arbiter is supposed to meet in the middle. So what, what does the agent do? The player agent shoots as high as he can. The team shoots as low as they can. And the guy has to be in the middle. I think the only difference is, Bob, uh, you're not allowed to walk away from a uh, decision in baseball. Uh, as a team in baseball, but you are in hockey, correct? Yes. And that means that, you know what it means? Guys, the, uh, the parties don't screw around in baseball. <laughs> That's what that means. Right. So, right? It's, a, it's a more accurate reflection of what the player is worth and what the team's willing to pay. Uh, I agree with that, yep. Yeah, and uh, it should be noted of the major four professional sports in North America, hockey and baseball are the only ones that have a, this style of arbitration process. Uh, in the NFL, you can be a Tony O'Brown. And, you know, he used to play for the Steelers and had three unbelievable years in a row. And if you talk your way out of the league, you talk, they cut you. That's just the way yeah. the league works. Like, I don't care if you got a contract for 60 million bucks, you're done. You're gone. See you later. You're cut. Uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell, the New York Jets, they, they dumped it. And it's interesting, a couple of guys from the Steelers. But, uh, you know, it, it doesn't quite work that way. Here's the thing, Mark. Uh, do you think during this arbitration process coming up, because they're they use comparables to pass contracts and that sort of thing. Do you think the market change is going to be reflected in how the arbitration rulings go out? Um, wouldn't it work a year behind, Bob? That's my thinking as well. You, so yeah. So they would go like this year's arbitration awards are still going off of last season's. Well, that guy got that much and he was making this much. Uh, I don't know. Does the arbiter say, yeah, but that guy just signed as a free agent to, you know, a month ago and here's what he got? I'm not sure about that, but certainly, hey, the whole player uh, evaluation system vis a vis salaries is changing. Caps going down, players get less money. You know, that's just the way it is, man. Uh, FNSU was a reasonable $3 million player. When the Oilers traded for him, some people didn't like the trade, some people whatever, but very few, if anyone, said, oh, he just makes way too much money. You'll never qualify that guy. And now it all changed. And there's just no, you know, there's no, nobody doubts Ken Holland's wisdom. They may not like the trade he made, but no one thinks he should have qualified fantasy with three million and, and that kid's not getting three million. So Mark, we're, we're, we're ten days we're, we're ten days in a free agency, he doesn't have a contract. Yeah, like he if he a was a whole bunch of guys. Right. And it's not just that the cap was flat at eighty one point five. It's clearly there are organizations not spending money. Right? So this is here's what happened to Edmonton, Mark, and we've had how many conversations about that over the years. During the days of the Edmonton Investors Group especially in the early days of the EIG. They were a team with a very rigid self-imposed cap. That is a fair statement, is it not? Mm -hmm. 
For sure. As Daryl Cates amped up his pursuit of the team in 2007, that coincided with the time in which the EIG amped up what they were willing to spend. They, they signed Sheldon Surrey. They put an offer sheet on Vanek. They offered sheeted Penner which was actually a better offer sheet than many people give him credit for. The guy scored 93 goals in four years, got him a number one back. Um, But the reality is, in this current state, Mark, we have teams clearly that are not spending money. It's not collusion. It's the reality of the fiscal situation out there that many people listening to our show right now that own their own small businesses can totally relate to. I don't have the money. I can't, like, you know, I'm just trying to hang on here. And I think, you know, I think, and, and as a result, Mark, is we've seen a complete drop in the marketplace. And I wonder if that continues through the arbitration process as well. Well, um, you know, look at the list of free agents that are out there. Like, some really, you know, good players like Mike Hoffman, and Hoffman, I should say, um, Sammy Vatnin. I mean, he wouldn't have ever have lasted the right shot. Offensive defenseman uh, coming off, he made almost five million bucks. We won't make that again, but he's not signed. Um, you know, then there's a bunch of RFEs, right, that are that aren't signed. Ryan Strom in New York being one of them. So, listen, it's a. I look at Matt Benning, who signed in Nashville right away, two years, million dollars a year. He just he he decided, you know, I know Matt. We both know Matt pretty well, and he's a fairly pragmatic guy man <laughs> he looked at the market I, I know that he looked at the market and said i'm getting a contract so i'm not one of these guys on the outside looking in and that's what he did and he'll play that's for what the, the next s- two years that's what the smart guys did i mark, think so mark i had a i had a couple veteran players that played late into the nhl playoffs when the season was over i reached out to them and they i said any advice you gave your potential ufas and because both these guys had contracts carrying forward and they both said the same thing. Take the first thing that gets thrown your way because you might not be having anything with the way. Like, the, the smart guys realized it. I look at Dominic Cahoon, and Jerry Johansson took over Dominic Cahoon. Uh, you know, and, well, the, you know, the arbitration case suggests, you know, could be $2.5 million player. Jerry didn't think that. He knew that. He came on the show last week after Gallagher got his deal done. He knew what the lay of the land was going to be. And... uh there's a guy that could be a useful middle Josh Levo, maybe a yeah, useful right. a useful winger for somebody. Here's another one for you, Drake Kajula. Drake Kajula has had he would have scored double digit goals this year. He had double digit goals the two previous years. He can kill penalties. He can give you a spark. He can at least play as a bottom six forward somewhere in the end. He doesn't have a job right now. Yeah. Like there's lots of guys like that. That next tier of guys. They'd be absolute bargains, Mark. It's crazy. And I think one of the things we don't know, Bob, is uh, the self-imposed caps out there. You know, that's going to start to float to the surface here. When you see, you're going to see some teams like in Anaheim, for instance, I'm just throwing a name out there, family-run team. Uh, You know, look at the Dallas Stars, right? Gillardi's, you know, he's a hotel, casino, restaurant guy. Well, that's a bad place to be in this economy. So... There's there's more teams with self-imposed caps coming up this year. Combine that with a 81.5 cap that didn't move an inch, and uh, the residual is a whole bunch of players out there uh, starting to get a little bit desperate. Bob, I would say, wouldn't you? Uh yep, I'm gonna be in. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Great to see how it plays itself out. It's 116 in Edmonton. We're going to keep carrying forward with Mark Spector, but we're going to take a timeout right now. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, 117 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Mark Spector with you. Spec for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live racing Fridays and Sunday evening at Century Mile. Spectator access is still limited by COVID restrictions, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Mark, do you think there's uh, too much negativity and too many rushes to judgment out there uh, in the world today with media? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, everyone's in a bigger hurry to have an opinion today than there used to be, certainly, yes. I think back, I remember when we went to, uh, you were covering the 2006 Stanley Cup final. I went down for game five and game seven. Bryn went uh, to the first two games last series. And that was right at the height of the, do, do, remember the Duke lacrosse controversy at that stage? Yeah, the Duke uh, lacrosse team. Yes, I do. Yeah, that was and a bad story. That, and now, I think most of the listeners know. Uh, they many of them have probably even seen the ESPN Thirty for Thirty uh, documentary, "Fantastic Lies." Basically, the uh, there was a an overaggressive prosecutor that took verbatim what somebody had said, even though the individual had changed their story multiple times. And then they got the DNA evidence, and uh, none of the Duke players would have been indicted based on the DNA. Uh, they were completely exonerated from it. And the it was Rolling prosecu- Stone magazine, too, was it not? I thought What's it was that? Rolling Stone magazine that did that, that, that broke the so-called broke the story. Was it not Rolling Stone? Uh, now, when you mean broke the story, which way? Like that the fact that the prosecutor had been overly aggressive and that no, they no, had... no. When it all it all came out in the first place that the the woman who claimed that the team uh, she'd been raped by the team, basically, yeah. uh, I think that story broke originally in Rolling Stone magazine, and and they were taken for a ride as well. That the well, ev- everybody the was the, duped. And every the kids on that team uh, suffered the consequences. Right, and everybody sort of jumped. Who is the oh? forget her name she used to be on cnn uh somebody will text the show here on her ashley fine floors text line i just watched this person i'm like oh my like she just destroy people without having the full ramifications of the story is it nancy something uh oh or, or grace was that anyways uh the the point of this is there was a lesson as a result that that you know maybe you, because a bunch of politicized groups went out and and really went after these guys and it turned out that they were completely exonerated and the worst part was the guy that was prosecuting knew the uh, fact that the DNA evidence suggested that there was no DNA edge, uh, evidence involving the the members hey, of the Duke Lacrosse. Where this, Bobby? Well, where I'm going with this is. It, 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 is the media too uh, too quick to judge and too negative? What do you think, Mark? I don't know, Bob. I mean, you, you listen, the, the way of the world, everything's faster now, right? Everything's faster. Do you, yep. Would you love to sit on an opinion overnight? 
or for a few hours before you put it out there in the public realm? Sure you would. Can you do that anymore in today's media business? No. So, you know, in situations where we're trying to decide, did you like the trade that got made 10 minutes ago? I'd sure like often to have spent more time and thought about it (laughs) instead of blurt your opinion out immediately. In situations like the Duke lacrosse team, that's a different story. That type of story requires as much time to get it right as it requires. And there's no excuse. There's no excuse to going into a story like that and getting it wrong and saying, well, I was in a hurry. It doesn't work. That's different, right? You're yeah, not in a hurry when it comes I, to you're gonna have You're going to have judgments on trades and judgments on draft picks and that sort of thing that right. are going to – and you're going to be wrong on stuff. And, you know, it's funny. I know, I know somebody, and I forget who it was that put it out on Twitter this week. Name a player that you were completely wrong on that turned out, you know, a guy you believe that was going to be a star that never came to be a star. So I'm gonna I'll throw I'm gonna lob that softball your way, buddy. Uh, you can open up. Is there a guy you thought? Look, this guy. I mean, we have a pretty obvious choice here, and you tweeted about him today, Mark. Okay. Yeah. Well, Neil Yakupov just got traded for the third time in the KHL. Yeah. Uh, so he, you know, I mean, I is he that guy for me? You know, there's one I'd have to think about. Certainly, well, looks like a player, number one overall, and you know, I guess what I'd say about him, Bob, is. Later on in his career, when it was, it started to look like he couldn't think the game. Um, you know, when he was an order, and there was a lot of flack from a lot of Oilers fans saying, "Oh, they're mis- they're they're not developing developing him well enough, and he needs to play more time on with Taylor Hall and with Connor McDavid or whoever." Uh, you know what? He's been a long time around hockey now, and he's getting traded once a year yeah. in the KHL. And let's face it, the I- jury's back. A kid can't play. I do think there are windows for players, and they've got to strike while the irons are hot. And if they don't, sometimes they lose traction. Uh, and Neil, you know, and again, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I, I don't think Neil was helped by the coaching change that occurred from Kruger to Dallas Aikens at that time. I'm not blaming Dallas for Neil's career. Neil went from Edmonton to St. Louis to Colorado. I mean, the funny thing is, his best year in the NHL was his first year. And, Mark, the first year he played on a really good team in the KHL, he led the team in goal scoring. And he's gone completely downhill over the next two years. That is that is a I, – I, and I would say, Mark, he was a guy – I mean, in that draft year, our fan base, and we text, we had people text us every day at Oilers Now. We did surveys. David Staples called to hockey. Did survey. Like 80% of the fan base wanted Yakupov to be the pick. So it's no time for revisionist history out there for the listeners who said, no, I knew Yakupov wasn't going to be any good because everybody wanted the Oilers to take the guy at number one that year. Uh, I got to tell you, I thought I didn't think Griffin Reinhardt would be a star. I thought Griffin Reinhardt could be at least a number four defenseman in the NHL, four or five D-man. But I didn't know about his work ethic, you know, and, and, and shame on me for not knowing that. But I think that played a factor in the limitation in his game. Uh, and conversely, Mark Dreisaitl, I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be this good. So sometimes you're completely off base and wrong. And other times... and. And it, it it is an interesting thing. Is there any other guy you can think of? Is there a guy you thought, well, I thought he'd be all right, but he turned out to be Mark Messier. For for people that are old school, they probably didn't think Mark Messier would turn out to be as great a player as he turned out to be, because there were some trials and tribulations. His first now he was only seventeen, Mark, uh, in the WHA, and then his first year in the NHL there were some growth pains there. But I don't know when he was putting up you know eleven goals and thirty one points his rookie year in the NHL that people thought he'd be an MVP one day. You know what I'm saying? Yep. 
So and there's and there's the range. Like you look at a guy and you think he's going to be all world, and he isn't. Like I thought Yakupov could be at least. Remember Maxim Finneganov? I thought yep. he could be at least a player. I and mean, that's a 50, 60 point player, and he wasn't even that in his career. So. So you don't want to admit the amount of times you've been wrong over the years? Because oh, I've been wrong lots. We've all been wrong on guys. Who was the Russian guy that the Oilers had at camp last year? Remember they went up to Kelowna for a couple of days in their camp? They brought him up there. Anton, Berdasov, Anton Berdasov? Yeah, I love this guy. I watched him practice and play, and I thought, are you kidding me? Like, is this guy as good as he looks? You know, he's big. He could skate really well. He had a wicked wrist shot. Ball. Yeah. I thought, man, I love this guy. They didn't even sign him. <laughs> And where did he go? Is he back in the case somewhere? I haven't seen his name since. <laughs> I remember when they brought over. The guy was drafted by the Leafs in the 80s, and he came into Edmonton in like 89, 90. Oh, what was his name? He ended up coaching in the Czech Republic. Czech centerman. Big Czech centerman. Not Yuri Dopita. No, no, no. This guy, well, no. He, this guy did not play as, as long in the NHL as Dopita, but was a better player. Um, somebody will text us at 780-496-0063. Was with the Oilers like... 88, 89, 89, 90, had one big year in Boston, and maybe even in, like, Ruzicka? 90. Yeah, Vladimir Ruzicka. Vladimir There's a guy, if he comes over, Mark, at 22, 23, we're yeah. talking a different NHL career for him because he was yeah. rangy and he could make plays. And I remember he scored a goal against Sean Burke, and he deeped around Sean Burke, and Burke stared him down, and you can read Burke like, who the blank is that guy? Like, it was one of those moves where you're like, wow, so... Interesting well, stuff. They said the same about Dopita. He came over too late, too, and he was useless here. Like, he wasn't even close to being a player, in my opinion. Uh, I think he was a rich winter client, and he came over here with all kinds of hype, and, man, was he going to be good. I think he ended up going to Philly, and he didn't barely play there. Uh, but he came over older. Had he come over younger, he might have been a better player, Bob. Yeah. Uh, Todd from, I believe he's uh, Troshu, is saying Yari Curry – uh, everybody thought he was going to tank from what I remember, and he scored more points than ever in Gary Curry. Well, Gary um, Curry was not a guy that was a slot. Like, Timo Solani was a way better prospect than Gary Curry. So there you go. We're getting but back text. then we didn't know that much. Like, Gary yeah. Curry came over here, and I was reading some stuff the other day. They were sort of tossing him around on different lines. He was playing with Willie Lindstrom. He played some shifts with Semenko. He played with Brett Callaghan. Uh, all of a sudden, he plays next to Wayne Gretzky, and he never left his side for the next 15 years. This text comes in, Bob. The Reinhardts were massively overrated in the Western Hockey League. Thank you uh, that Buffalo passed on Leon Dreisaitl. Mark, I'm going to be interested to see. Like We had Lance uh, Lichowski on yesterday from Buffalo. He thinks that Reinhardt's going to get like $6 bucks. <laughs> I'm not sure they're going to qualify or they're going to take that seriously. Like, like yeah, I arbitration, yeah. Yes, you know that that's going to be intriguing to see. All right, well, thanks they for joining us. Hall now there. Yeah, they're they do. Surround him with some players. You know, and uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to bet against Taylor having a big year playing for Ralph. I'm gonna t- well, playing for Ralph and with Eichel. You know, there's a good example of something that never would have happened in a normal free agent year, but. He, they got caught in a situation where the agent kept hearing, look, we like your guy, but we got to move this guy first. And we like your guy, but i got to clear this cap space first. And they couldn't Before, clear you know, the cap space. Yeah, yeah the, the market was drying up on Taylor Hall in a big hurry. And there was Buffalo. I, I don't know this for sure, but I, I would guess that Buffalo put a deadline on him and said, look, we got $8 bucks. 
but you got to make a decision here, and you got an hour, or you got a day, or whatever it is, because yeah. they came out and picked Buffalo and said, we don't like what else is out there. We're going to take Buffalo for a year. It didn't jive with a guy who's trying to win playoff series, but he does have a coach he likes, and he does have a good centerman, and to be quite honest with you, there's every chance at the trade deadline he'll get moved to a team, uh, Bob, that's a contender, right? Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, who knows? Maybe there's a chance he gets extended there. We don't know in this world, Mark. That's what's going to be interesting, right? We don't know what's going to happen. I, I think it's going to be highly unpredictable, and, uh, and I, I'd like I to... Bet you, I bet you Royal Pizza right now that he... He does not sign an extension. They shop him at the deadline, and he takes another run at free agency next year. That's what I would say. I don't see him sign a long-term. Uh, well, there's no uh, – how about this? I'll bet you Royal Pizza that he finishes the year in Buffalo. That he doesn't get moved to the deadline? Yeah. Uh, yeah, what the hell? All right, there we go. Mediterranean chicken, though. So. I guess the guy who wins gets to call the pizza, hey? There we go. I it's bet back. he win. Have a good couple days, all right? <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Yvette, it's uh, Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. At this time, I want to tell you that Uncle Mel down at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskin was saying the other day that sales were strong all summer, but his used vehicle inventory that usually runs from about 50 to 70 units is down around 10 units. They need trades. And not only will Ford Motor Company give you a trade-in bonus for up to $2,500 for your 2016 model or older, but Brent Ridge will pay top dollar for any trade just to restock the shelves. Go see Uncle Bill Rich Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. It's one thirty. off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.